This podcast is part of the GWC Network. For more information on it or to check out some of our other awesome podcasts, visit us at galacticwatercooler.com. After the tone, enjoy the show. Welcome to Modern Geek Podcast Number Forty Nine, recorded July Eighth, Twenty Twelve. I'm Chuck, and I'm Juan. Welcome back to Modern Geek, and we actually have some feedback about uh, well, we're into day, we're into week two of covering the uh, Google I/O keynote, <laughs> and we have a voicemail. Awesome. Hey guys, this is Aaron. Um, a little bit of feedback about the Google I.O. keynote, or more specifically the products. First, I wanted to um, provide some insight into the uh, the world of Android phones. And you know, granted, I don't. It's not like I work uh, manufacturing phones or anything like that. But um, something that's important to understand uh, about Android OS releases for phones. Um, Android hardware has more or less homogenized across different manufacturers. I mean, there are slight variations, the inclusion of one technology, um, but speeds are more and less the same. The chipsets are, by and large, very similar. And uh, so what happens is that manufacturers have to differentiate themselves by the operating system that they put on the device. Uh, And not just the version of Android, but specifically the overlay that they put on it uh, the launcher, some of the extra tools that they include, um, because there's there's nothing you know. You walk into a phone store, there's there's nothing really different. If they have the same operating system on, them, then it's you know it's just a matter of of saying okay, which one costs less. So Samsung and HTC and all these different uh, companies are trying to um, find a way to differentiate themselves. And the way they do that is making these overlays. And so when Google releases Android, um, these manufacturers have to go out and make their own changes. And then they go to the carrier, and the carrier says, well, we want you to include this and that and the other thing. Uh, and that's why these, these delays uh, happen with releasing uh, updates to the OS for each phone. Um, couple that with manufacturers making a new phone. They want to spend their time on the next product they're selling, not the one they've already sold, and they run into a problem. Uh, anyway, I'm out of time, so uh, uh, thanks for the podcast. Take care. That's a great point. It is. I, I have to admit, I mean, first of all, I think he, he's probably nailed it. That's that's ex- That makes perfect sense. That's exactly why it's happening. Uh, that said, I have to admit that just to see how wacko that whole system really is. I mean, I'm not saying it's unmotivated. I get why. You have all these people playing in the in the game. You've got the phone manufacturer, the hardware manufacturer. You've got the uh, the OS creator. You've got the uh, carrier. The carrier. Yeah. You've got the person selling it on the end. And you know, but just to see how wacko this really is. Imagine if you sold computers this way. Well, okay. Let's take a trip back to 2003, where. Uh, they were doing this, and you know, you had Dell dropping bloatware on things, and HP dropping different bloatware on things, right? And you know, all this kind of trying attempt to value add and at the same time subsidize 
but not even windows uh yeah true but but there was an additional like this takes it to a new level which is it's so bad it's not just an it's not just bloatware like back then which is bad in of itself it's bad enough right but then beyond that it integrates with the os so it jacks up all your os updates Mm mm-hmm well, yeah, yeah. Back in the day when you had the Windows stuff, at least it was like you know, it was still Windows. Oh, we have a handy launch bar. The you know the 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 you know computer manufacturer media super launcher or something like that, right? That was supposed to be a value add. But the, yeah, when they customize the desktop, that gets annoying. Um, it's interesting to see um, that you know certain carriers and stuff that. Actually, I've I've heard both good and bad things about those uh, vendor specific customizations. Right. Some some vendors do it really well, and some the feedback just seems to be okay. Just give me Android. I, I'm I'm sick of this front end that overlays over it and is buggy and doesn't work with all my applications. Um, I, I, I going back to Windows Mobile. I know that they're. The way that they're trying to stay competitive is that they're basically providing three different specs for for the phone layouts for Windows Phone Eight. Right. Um, they're like, here's the here's resolution one, two, and three, and you have these hardware options, and then that gives manufacturers a a chance to, you know, customize and say put as many or as few options into it. And I guess with Android. Yeah, it's it's more just about, you know, just keep the chips up to date and put your own custom oh, uh, desktop on it. The other so I, I was I'm sorry. Well, the the other thing I wanted to clarify, I li- I listened back to our discussion last week mm-hmm. and a lot of a lot of my experience with Android also has been looking at the um the tablet market. Mm-hmm. Um not not as much as of as the phone market. And I think it's in the tablet market, it, the, the problem with outdated OSs is, uh, especially with that, my whole argument about Android 2.3, I think that's where a lot of that came from. Uh, and I don't think I clarified that last week. They, the tablets seem to be more behind than the, uh, than the phones themselves. So Well, before sure. we completely move off the, the call as well, that's what I, I wanted to mention. I think the other kind of uh, wacko thing about it is that it just seems a little, again, I understand uh, I'm not disagreeing with the caller. I think the caller nails it in what's actually happening. I'm, yep. I'm kind of concerned with what's actually happening. Like, like now that I'm thinking about it that way. So, so essentially the problem here, if I understand is that correctly, is that we're making a product that's essentially the identical to the other people's products. And our problem here is that we need to differentiate it. So let's crap up the OS. So it looks different. Wait a minute. If you're manufacturing a phone that is essentially offers nothing beyond the competition, maybe you shouldn't be manufacturing a phone. Well, uh, yeah, I guess that's the argument is how how different can you really make it beyond different case styles? I think the uh, uh, you can make it very different. The thing is, is that there are a lot of people that just flat aren't doing that. They're not saying, right. hey, we want to compete in this market. We have an idea that we think is better than the competitors. They're saying, hey, let's make another damn black box just like everybody else's. Oh, but wait, it ain't going to sell because they're just going to look for whichever one's cheapest. That's right, because they should. Maybe you should instead, maybe these companies should be saying, hey, you know, if uh, if I'm not going to compete, if I'm not going to bother to try to make a product that's slight, that's 
essentially functionally different or usefully different in any way from everybody else's product, maybe I shouldn't be in that market. Right. Well, yeah. After last week's uh, uh, cast, I also went back and kind of looked at some more coverage of the Google I.O. keynote Uh and uh, and tried to tried to get a little bit more into it. And the my I don't know my my my. I, I had said last week that I want to be excited about this, but I don't know how. And I think maybe my base problem comes down to is this problem of like there's all these different devices. Which one do I choose so that I don't get screwed out of, you know, because I'm interested in the Android uh, features. I like a lot of that stuff, a lot of that, um, that you know, location-based predictive stuff that they were talking about. And, uh, you know, all, all, all these kind of new features, they're they're interesting, but... You know which hardware am I going to choose that I'm not going to be outdated, um, and that's why I keep swinging back to the iPhone. See, I'm I, sad. I'm I'm sad to say it, but I think right now the answer is none. I think well, that whichever yeah. one you choose, you have a pretty much equal chance of being boned in 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 the update or in the next. Right. Generation. Well, because that that's the thing is that if I'm going to buy, if I'm going to buy a uh, uh, a smartphone. And I'm going to spend the 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 what is a significant amount of money on it. Uh, I want to make sure that options A, B, and C all work, rather than oh well, I picked this brand, so options A and C work, but B is only available if you go over there. But options all, all, over there only options A and B are available. Right. You know what I mean? And it's it gets it gets frustrating trying to break into this market and. I, I'm just looking at it from a consumer's perspective, and I'm almost wondering if maybe ignorance is bliss. <laughs> just buy one I, that works for you and is okay, well, and don't yeah. worry about where, you, where it's going or whether you'll well, miss out or what. That, that was an argument I heard for Windows Mobile 7.8, the update that's going to be coming out to a lot of uh, uh, Windows 7 phones, because none of the Windows 7 phones are upgradable to Windows 8. But they're releasing the updated uh, homepage UI that gets rid of the, uh, oh, nice. the gutter along the side and allows uh, full resizing of the tiles uh, between small, medium, and large, nice. um, which wasn't available before. And from a consumer perspective, that's that's a huge part of what makes Windows Mobile 8. So, you know, what's the argument when somebody that doesn't know the version number that's running underneath it says... Well, you know, no, I got I got the Windows 8 update. Look, my tiles can resize. <laughs> Look, you know what? I, I get the concept uh, overall that I don't think it's necessary that I, I think there's a I guess what I'm saying is I think it's a good argument to say that, yeah, upgrade path is important. But what you really need to do is buy a product that's good now that does what you want it to do now, because the lifetime on a phone, even uh, even extended is not is two years. You know, I mean, really, it's more like one, one and a half and and you got to kind of accept that but that said i and and i i think your your solution to that like as long as they uh address each of those in terms of functional updates don't leave you completely out in the cold where you're screwed you know just maybe you don't get the new feature but whatever uh or if possible give you those features when they can sort of the way they uh do ios updates where they go back as far as they can and try to give you some of it if they can and i think all that makes sense the 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 still deal killer right now for me is that you have all these people playing in it and, and they're not working together and they never can work together. And it's luck. If you happen to stumble upon a couple of people that just 
accidentally line up enough to give you a product that makes some sense. Uh, most of the time, you've got this group of a large number of manufacturers that just want to make a smartphone and don't care whether it's good or bad or anything else. They just want to make one. So they, And they're all spec-based. And you're right, people, it's tempting to buy based on specs because they're so damn similar, you know? Right. So they all go out and, and they all compete on the specs, which sucks. I mean, when it comes down to it, I mean, we use the specs to try to guess how it is to use it. That's what it comes down to. In the end... I don't give a damn what all it does, as long as it, I mean, what the specs are, as long as it works. If you ask people what processor on their iPhone, they don't know. I don't care. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I kind of do. It's kind of interesting, but I should, I don't have to. If it works, it works. It doesn't, it doesn't. Uh, You should be able to know that you only, it only matters when you have to guess. And you do have to guess. Like with, with laptops, you need to know. Yeah. It's so wide use. You have to guess and it works. But with mobile devices, I think there's a lot of room for if somebody came along and said, we are going to make a damn hot, awesome, going to work, going to be a, a serious competitor. We're going to put the kind of effort and length into it that others do. And I think you could very much see, I think, I think Android every bit, I, I've played with a number of them now. It could, it could totally, it could totally take a big, you know, take a chunk, any one. And I'm not talking about when you add up all the little black boxes everybody makes, they have a big piece of the market. I mean, one of them could take a big piece of the market. The trick is, though, that somebody has to try to make more than another stupid little black box. And right now, they're just not. You're getting little thought in design, little thought into functionality, a lot of thought into what processor is in it, a little bit of thought into what OS you get, a whole bunch of thought into trying to differentiate it from all the other stupid plasticky little boxes. And and that's what you got when you go to buy, you know? Yeah. Well, I, it's it's funny. You, you you try to make comparisons to different parts of the market. And, you know, it's it's you get, you get the feeling in, in some ways that, that the Microsoft Surface that was like, okay, we've been giving you specs on what we want in a touchscreen computer for 10 years now, and screw it. We're just going to show you, and we're going <laughs> to do it ourselves. Yeah. And if uh, well, here, here's an argument. If Asus or Lenovo had made that same announcement about, oh, we're going to put out a tablet machine uh, called the, you know, the, the Lenovo Surface, yeah. um, would it have really gotten that same amount of press? Um, and and you gotta you gotta wonder. It's like I, I don't know. Certainly, part of the reason that's a good thought. Certainly, part of the reason behind that I think is that it when Microsoft says something like that, Microsoft has very deep pockets. Regardless yeah. of how we might all consider them at any given moment, they have a lot of cash. I mean, everybody looks like they don't have much cash compared to Apple that has more cash than God. But yeah. but that's BS. The, Microsoft has an ass load of cash. So like. Like I remember again, I, I come back to this over and over when they uh, when the Xbox launched the original one, and they yeah. said we're going to get into the game console market. And everybody was like, <laughs> "You are a moron! This is so." It was. I remember how laughable it was. Oh yeah, we're all like, "Ha ha 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 ha!" And and I remember one of my friends said, "You know, they they have really deep pockets, man." I mean, and and then I remember saying, "Ha ha! Look, it's so stupid. Xbox the console costs more to make than they sell. Ha ha ha!" Yeah. And my friends like, you know, they can pay to give those things away for the next five years and you're like huh and, and guess what they did, what they did. <laughs> and then eventually they f- just smoked people with it you know eventually they they own well, the piece of the market well exactly and now it's there's talk that you know the next xbox will just be like 
in the form factor of another piece of home entertainment gear and just, you know, be your front end to all gaming, all media access on your TV. And it's, it's just, it is the, the premier way of, it's, it's the way of doing all this now. Yeah, I, I always react badly when people say that because the, it's essentially it's a grab. They want to grab your your you know your your freedom in that case. They want to grab it and say, right. we want to be the thing so that we can sell you the right stuff. And I'm like, you're never going to do that to me. Blow me. But when it comes <laughs> down to it, if there was a device that, that makes sense as a media center, uh, the Xbox is probably it. A lot of people have it. A lot of people have figured it out. It's it's capable. It could totally. I think if somebody could, it could be that. But I'm just saying, you know, when when they come out with the surface and everybody yucks it up and all the stupid pundits have to make their little judgments to keep their jobs and everything. So it all comes out and everybody craps all over it every which way they possibly can. Oh, they didn't give us a pride. It'll never happen. It's a pipe dream because they can't tell us what day it ships, you know, and you get all this shit. I, I just I, I guess when it comes down to it, I feel like, man, you know, they have deep pockets. They can do this if they want to if they want to sell those things, give those things away for five years to make it a standard. They can do it. Right. And well, I, well, and, you know, similarly, going back to the, 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 the Nexus seven, that that seven inch tablet, they're selling it at cost at this point. You know, yeah. Um, why not? You know, and, and, and they're like, "This is what we want for a seven-inch tablet. This is this is what we're doing. This is our standard." And I don't know that that makes big waves as well. I, I think uh, I, I I don't know. I, I've got so many mixed emotions on 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 the market right now, just because it's it's so there's just so many different ways of looking at it. And it's kind of hard to get a like a complete thesis on on what, where I think everything's going here. Well, I'll tell you this: you know, you you mentioned the uh, the Xbox as a as a home entertainment uh, piece. I got to tell you, I mean, on one hand, I think there are two kind of driving factors. Two, what's the way to say this? Two um, kind of like opportunities that make it possible for someone to get into your living room, right? One is that you're willing to buy the hardware and you have the hardware and you've already taken the trouble to hook that hardware up to all your other hardware and all that crap. And that's definitely the Xbox. The Xbox, like uh, there it's it's a great gaming box. It's it's pretty good already as an AV box. Uh, You know, they've got YouTube looking pretty good. The Kinect stuff is actually kind of cool now. Uh, The the Bing integration is actually kind of cool now. It's Uh, a fantastic Netflix front end. Yes, and they're really uh, they're really making inroads with that. So that from that side of it, I think they're the clear winner so far. I mean, if, if you made it usable as one, there would be a, just a ton of people out there who are already set up to handle that, you know, and take advantage of it. Then on the other hand, you have the cloud direction, which is if content is king, the more content you make accessible, the and easier, the more likely you are to be the device that gets picked up, you know. Right. And uh, and Google has, let's face it, uh, a, a little bit of a, an advantage with that. I mean, the Xbox is probably ahead right now, but that's just because Google's getting wound up. Google right. has a far, far greater integration with other services online. They own a lot of them. I mean, you talk about YouTube integration. Hello. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
you, you talk yeah, about where's that app going to be the best yeah. yeah i don't know man you talk about like netflix or things like that or streaming video you know if google decided to get into that market it would be ugly you know google could buy, well, buy netflix in a heartbeat without even thinking about it you know right well and you got you got to wonder why then the the the, the, the nexus q is such a seemingly non-starter in terms of like it doesn't have netflix it only has um it, it's basically only this uh basically yeah yeah because maybe their thinking is that the device isn't going to be their home run i don't know this is just me pulling it out of my butt here but i honestly think that uh maybe they're not thinking okay this this nexus q is gonna just you know blow the world away maybe what they're thinking is google play is going to blow the world away because let's let's put it this way let's say that in two years from now like right now google play is like i don't even know what that is you know right. i mean i barely do but I, I know what Netflix is. I know what's on it. I know how to use it. I know how to play it on various devices, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, I, I know how to use uh, Amazon Prime now because I have a Prime account in the U.S. And with that, I get free access to, uh, uh, to a whole bunch of streaming stuff. So I use the crap out of that now. I know where, how to play it on my various devices. It's great. Um, on the other hand, if fast forward a year from now, two years from now, Google has made the agreements that they need to, which they certainly are capable of doing. Uh, if anybody is to make that content available in a way that's as functional as the other two, which they are certainly capable of doing. I mean, YouTube is way harder to deal with than Netflix, right? Technically speaking. And, uh, and holy crap, you know, I mean, they could very easily offer me an opportunity if they came along and said, Hey, forget Netflix, give us a uh, 10 bucks a month or 20 bucks a month. And we give you all this easy stuff and you can buy and rent and do this thing. I would probably just do that, you know? Right, yeah. Well, I've got two points to make here. One is that it's exclusives that are going to kill that idea. Uh, um, yeah. Content exclusives like, hey, you know how, uh, you know how uh, you know, Netflix has always had Mad Men? Well, now we have it locked in. For that. We own, we're the only streaming service that has it. And, oh, you also like Game of Thrones? Oh, well, sorry, that's over on Google Play. So you have to get both. And, you know, it's one or the other. And that that's that can be a, a death blow for something like this as if you if you still make it that cable is the way to go, then none of these streaming services can really take off. Yeah, completely that, as a complete replacement solution. Yeah. And but I the, got, the other the other gripe I have is as well is the Nexus Q isn't even on my radar because it's the U.S. only. I got to tell you, yeah, it's because it's not ready for full prime time. Well, Google Play as well. Is, I, is, it's not even available outside the States. So. Yeah, none of that has dick to do with technology. That's, I know. That's all about movie licensing agreements. So Go figure that the business side will kill the technology side. <laughs> Go figure it. You know, that's uh, never happened, right? <laughs> yeah, but, but here's the deal, man. Uh, I honestly, I, I think that, yes... I, I think that that fragmentation issue is huge. I think that's the one thing I, if I've ever, if you had suggested that anything would be streamable realistically, I, uh, you know, five years ago, I would have thought it's BS, you know? Right. And yet tons of things are. And, you know, my mother watches Netflix, you know, it's not, it's not one of these things where the hip kids are doing it. You know, it's like, <laughs> these are definitely yeah. becoming streaming is, is, is a deal. It's not going away. Uh, everybody knows that that's where things are headed. 
Um, there are issues. There are bandwidth issues. There are fragmentation issues. There are all sorts of device issues. There's DRM issues. But all that said, somebody comes along with the right product, the right service, and the right and manages to edge into the uh, uh, you know edge into the uh, the living rooms effectively. I think those agreements will fall in line. Now, I don't know that anybody can ever do that, so maybe it'll never come up, right? But if somebody actually does manage to own the own the living room a little bit, I mean, let's face it, that's what made cable stick around so long, right? There have been better options for a number of years, but nobody does it because cable owns the living room. Well, that almost makes <clears throat> sorry. You got the eyeballs. That almost, you got that the almost, money, you know. Well, yeah, that almost get, that that almost makes me wonder if if maybe the. Uh, the Xbox idea is the correct one because, uh, you know, like Xbox making all those deals for, oh, hey, uh, AT&T, hey, TELUS, um, put your set-top box on our device and we'll extend it in the connect way and, you know, yeah. make it make it work the, the, the way that, uh, you know, we'll give you the advantage of running on our platform. And then maybe the content stuff isn't as much of a problem as if you can get content providers like Netflix and, and Hulu and everybody on board in that direction, then maybe you can, uh, maybe that's the way that this is all going to work out is that these people that are basically doing rebroadcasting of, of their own content, you know, maybe that's, that kind of falls away and then it becomes the, which device has the, the most, you know, content producers on board. I, I don't know. It's, it goes both ways. It's yeah. it, you can't drive it all one way. Like like the truth is is that people buy devices and choose methods because there's content there. But on the other hand, once you cross a critical point and you have the eyeballs, people have to accept that if they want to be seen. So yeah. that's the trick. I think it can it can hit critical mass on either side first, but both of them are being pushed forward. And I guess what I'm saying is I feel like. Xbox is is pushing really hard on the eyeballs and they're going to win in that area right now because that's they're going to get if if somebody's going to get there first on that side of the equation it's probably going to be Microsoft, you know. Yeah. Uh, they have more eyeballs. On the other hand, I think maybe the reason that the queue looks the way it does and I hadn't thought about this last week, but maybe the queue looks the way it does and Google Play is is getting the importance it is because Maybe Google sees themselves playing on the other side of that equation. They want to try to hit critical mass first with deliver with content delivery, as opposed to eyeballs. Like if they can make the agreement, well, so they can make it happen. Then, yeah, you know, you know that that also tie that that would also um, be reinforced by the fact that we didn't really see anything um, from the Google TV camp, right? Which is weird because they Which, actually it's, were it's making weird. some progress. Yeah, and and some people are like, oh, some people were kind of doing the comparison that well, is this a comp- is the Q a competitor to the the Google TV thing? And I don't question. think I think that they're in the same market, but I don't know if they're direct competitors at this point. Um, I, the feature sets are too different to really kind of call call it either way. Actually, you know what? I mean, yes and no. I get where you're coming from, but I I think maybe the the I don't know maybe the way I'm looking at that is that. You know, they do essentially the same damn thing. I mean, you have to make the comparison. I mean, you're, you're putting out two products that do the same damn thing, you know. Uh, yep. On the other hand, I, why would you do that? Well, uh, Google's not stupid by any stretch. So maybe it's because they really don't know how they're going to handle that yet. You know, and they're still playing right. all the games. But Google Play, they seem to be like circling the wagons. They seem to be like... Well, Google Play is going to be their 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 leader at this point yeah. I mean, they're going to pull a 
that's really what they're going to focus on. I mean, that's the whole thing. That was really the overall arcing thing of, of like, you know, we want your information and content to be available to you no matter where you are before you know you want it. Yeah, which Google Play could maybe do. Google Play kind of really ties into that. Um, really ties the room together, man. <laughs> so now that we've got down all those rat holes, uh, there were two other things that, I, that uh, we wanted to... That, that that were really the, uh, uh, yeah, that, that really kind of happened here. I think we're going to have to extend over to a part three here, but uh, yeah, I see what you think. I mean, it it, it makes sense. Time to do yeah, three well, of I, them. <laughs> yes, yeah. Let's let's extend it here because we've got we've got some stuff to talk about with uh, with Chrome on iOS and and uh, and glasses. So we'll 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 drag it out into another one as well to uh, keep sending in in feedback on this uh we're probably going to have to follow up on all of this uh you know all of the Apple and and uh Windows and uh Google feedback. So awesome. we'll, we'll 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 extend it to a third one. <laughs> Well, on that note, we'll wrap up. You got anything to add here at the end, Juan? No, that's about it. Just keep sending in a few. I've, I have gotten some uh, emails and, and voicemails from uh, some people about the Google stuff, and uh, and it's uh, helping. So awesome. Uh, well, we'll we'll talk more about this in number three. See you next week. From everyone here at Modern Geek and GWC, thanks for listening. If you have something to add to the show, a news tip, feedback on anything we've discussed, or just some random awesomeness, we'd love to hear from you. Give us a call at 214-296-9229. That's 214-296-9229. And follow the instructions there to leave us a message for inclusion in a future podcast. You'll find other GWC podcasts, as well as the friendliest people in geekdom, on the GWC website and forum at galacticwatercooler.com. And don't forget, financial support from listeners like you keep all GWC podcasts on the net each week. To find out how to donate, visit galacticwatercooler.com slash donate.